right, welcome to episode number two of Get to Know NHCO. This is Tom Baker, your co-host and executive director of NHCO, along with... Erica Cochran, Director of Development and Communications. Erica, the first episode that we did recently went so well. We had Lisa Scales, the CEO of the Food Bank, the Pittsburgher of the Year. She really brought her A-game. She was incredible. Kelly Strutt from our team was amazing as well. What did you think of the first episode? It was so fun. I had a blast. And if that was fun, oh my goodness, this episode is going to be amazing. We are going to talk about transportation and all the assistance that's provided by NHCO. And we're going to be headlined today by Catherine Kellerman, the CEO of the Port Authority. We are thrilled to have Catherine with us a little bit later in the show. But first, we have Dan Wonders. Dan Wonders is a wonder, as I always say. He is our team lead and our transportation resource coordinator. Dan, welcome to the program. Thanks, Tom. Great to be here. Hi, Erica. Hi, Dan. And Dan, thanks for your leadership, first of all, and get to know NHL to make it a reality. You were one of the real spirits behind this podcast. We're very grateful to you. Obviously, the first episode with Lisa Scales and Kelly Strutt was a big success, and we're thrilled to have you and Catherine Kellerman on today. This thing's off the ground, and I couldn't be happier. We're recording live here from our Millville studios of the Get to Know NHGO podcast. Erica Cochran and Tom Baker, along with our colleague and friend, Dan Wonders. Dan, tell us a little bit about your professional journey. I know you have experience, actually, in this line of work, right? A a few decades in in radio, and and thankfully brought you to here eventually with NHGO. Yeah, talk about full circle. This is really, it's been an interesting journey because I spent the bulk of my professional life in in broadcasting. Uh, I was manager of a newsroom, and long, long ago, I was a reporter and and writer, and that was my whole background. But there comes a time you've got to change for whatever reason, and so I came to NHGO and started using my communication skills for our work here in the human service and helping profession. But as we have grown and then we've looked at communicating better to the public and to our supporters, this idea about a podcast came to mind and it brought back all the, the skills and a lot of the training I had many, many, many years ago. So <laughs> the toolbox has really proven itself quite helpful getting this going. We are grateful because that toolbox on our end was empty and you brought all those <laughs> no, tools no. to us and now we made it a reality. And working with transportation, Dan, there's so many ways that NHCO helps. Just to go over a few car repairs, loans, insurance, AAA membership, those connect cards working with our friends at the Port Authority, ride share, and then car seats. There's there's just so many ways, Dan, that you work with our clients and make a big impact in their life. But tell us a little bit about donations because you have an interesting role, right? You work with clients, but you also work with donors that are giving in that way as well, too. Tell us a little bit about donations and how that works with the transportation program. Tom, you're right. Exactly. We had a program years ago that was really focused on trying to find cars and match them with families. And while that was quite helpful, it was hard to do. We re-engineered this program several years ago when I came on board so that funds raised through donated vehicles can support all the work that you just mentioned. The car seats for you know struggling families, the car repairs, those you know out-of-the-blue surprise car repairs you think it's going to be $200 and it's $2,000 but we try to help you out with that but uh, yes I work closely with our donors and many of them are prior donors they've donated vehicles in the past they're so happy with the way the process worked we look at it as a service to them because we come for free we tow the car away you don't have to take it anywhere and it's always great to hear the relief in their voice because they're figuring out how they can get it here mm-hmm. you know I don't know where to get a tow truck I don't know how you know, I need a new battery the car doesn't start right. through our partners we take care of all of that 
And then when that vehicle is resold, either for parts or it's in good enough shape, it can be resold for someone, the proceeds come back to us and support all those programs. It's a fun program. It's great to see the folks getting help. And it's great to see the folks donating a car who are stressed out about it. Yeah. They don't know how they're going to do it. And we basically say, no more worries. We got this for you. And Dan, a car can be donated from anywhere, correct? You do not have to be a local resident to donate your car. You could live across the country and still donate your car to NHCO, correct? Absolutely, Eric. We had a donation from Maryland not too long ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, the family was connected here to Pittsburgh, but the, the donation originated in Maryland. And we get donations from the South Hills. We actually can get donations from anywhere in the country. It is not limited, and we also realize that we are in some competition with other nonprofits, but the fact that we can use these funds locally and we can actually point directly to the services is something a lot of people are looking for. They want to actually know how that money is being used, where it's going, who it's helping. Yes, we can accept vehicles from anywhere. It's a great part about the program. Great. And your connect cards are a big part of the way that you help clients. Um, I do want to talk about car seats, though, and Erica and I actually both have daughters in car seats. Car seats are incredible. Jeff Geisler from our team, our communications coordinator, put together a wonderful story about car seats and the difference that they're making in the lives of people and of our clients. So tell us a little bit about the car seats, because when you, when you have a child and you're able to put them in the car seat and feel safe for that first time or one of the first few times, it's, it's really impactful, it's really meaningful, and you're making that happen for families. Absolutely, and you have to have one before you leave the hospital with your child. It has to be state-approved, you know, certified, and sometimes it's that one last expense when your, your budget, as you guys can <laughs> test, uh, gets upended when the kids come, and all of a sudden, like, oh, we don't have the right car seat. We don't have any car seat. And it's just that additional expense that can be difficult. It can be a, a barrier. So we do try to turn heaven and earth to be able to get a car seat when we get word that someone is is in need. Sometimes the case, the social workers from the hospital will contact us. Well, the mom and the baby are still there, and we try to do it quickly and within our process. But it is a very rewarding service, and again, you just feel the sense of stress yeah. just completely evaporating when when they finally got the car seat. We have some on hand. In an emergency okay. basis, we can also work with the client. They can choose one that's specifically suited best for their child. So we can do it two different ways. That's great. Dan, can you tell us a little bit about the clients that call you directly who need assistance? What is one of the most common things that people need assistance with when they call you? And how can you kind of, you know, use your case management skills and put on your services hat versus your donor hat and talk to them about the different things that NHCO can do for them aside from transportation? Well, they're often facing an employment challenge. Either they're unemployed or they've recently found work, but it's reduced pay or reduced hours. So there's a budget challenge and we can work with them on that. Often uh, it's the surprise repair bill that's much, much higher than they anticipated or they took it in for state inspection thinking everything was fine and they are hit with a huge repair bill. So that is one area where we hear from a lot of folks. Connect cards with the Port mm-hmm. Authority for folks who have access to the Port Authority. Sometimes they have just found a job and they just don't have the working cash flow to activate their Connect card. So we can get them started on that. We can even support them over a three-month arc while they're getting their job stabilized and their income is improving. Uh, we can actually support them uh, over more than just a, a one-time card, which is very rewarding, mm-hmm. especially in these times where we've seen so much instant with employment and everything with the pandemic has, has just made things challenging. But we are seeing folks finding work, but often it's reduced from what they were at, the hours, pay, and uh, so we're glad to be able to help. Absolutely.
Absolutely. The final thing I just want to ask you about, Dan, I know we're going to have CEO Catherine Kellerman on in just a few minutes. You're actually part of the Port Authority's Transit Council. So thanks for your leadership representing not just NHGO, but Northern Allegheny County and the North Hills as a whole. So tell us a little bit about the Transit Council and some of the, the work you do there and the ideas that you get to share. Well, the council is great because each month we meet directly with Port Authority administrators, their planning folks. Sometimes Catherine will come on with updates. And so we hear directly what is going on. And we are able to ask questions. Most of the council, they are Port Authority riders. I'm a community representative, which is the role is a little bit unique. But we are able to give direct input and get that information directly. It's not like coming through the media. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a great, it's almost, it's very conversational. It's not like you might think about public hearing where, where people are agitated. But we are able to bring upfront concerns. Our rider members, some of them are wheelchair users, visually impaired. So we bring those concerns directly to Catherine and her top team there. And uh, it's a great opportunity for me to bring the concerns to the North Hills. There have been some recent improvements to service in the North Hills. They are listening, which is really exciting. That's great, Dan. And I will say, when I was listening, when I started here in October, I talked to all 28 of our colleagues, and one thing over and over again that I heard was the power of the work that you do, the collaboration with your colleagues, and just how much you are appreciated within NHCO. So, Dan Wonders, thank you for all that you do and all that you do to help others here in Northern Allegheny County. It makes a big difference. Thank you very much. Yeah, NHCO is lucky to have you, Dan. Thanks. Great to work here. Our featured speaker on episode number two of the Get to Know NHCO podcast is CEO of the Port Authority, Catherine Kellerman. Catherine, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Just to give uh, our listeners a little background on you, Catherine uh, has been the CEO of the Port Authority since 2018. She's responsible for the operations of a 700-vehicle bus fleet and an 80-vehicle light rail system, which provides services to over 220,000 riders per day. That is a lot of riders, Catherine. How are things going for you, and how are they going at the Port Authority right now? I will say I'm very lucky in that, you know, I, I know every boss is supposed to say this, but I mean it. This is just the most amazing team. I've been here, like you said, three years. I could not have come to work with a better group of folks. Everyone has gone through COVID in the past year, right? But we have faced floods. We had a train land on one of our near one of our stations. We had the infamous sinkhole bus. <laughs> it's, it, but everyone has handled this with so much grace. And moving those pre-pandemic, it was 220,000 folks between buses and trains and the incline. Don't forget, we operate. You do, do the incline. That's right. Lots of great memories yeah. made on there as well. I'll tell you what, CEO Kellman, I met you on your, your first event. It was the Spirit of King Awards at the Kingsley Association, the Kingsley Center, and the county executive told me this is a game changer. And with the idea of Christina Casotas, Catherine Kellman, you both are two of the most dynamic leaders in our region. There's no doubt about that. We as North Hills Community Outreach are proud to be your partner. Catherine, can you tell us a little bit about just the power of partnerships and what that enables the Port Authority to do, you know, to have these good partnerships in the community? Well, I will tell you, we are nothing if not a partnership. I use this expression that we don't own our system. Our communities own the system and Port Authority just operates it. This is absolutely true. We might put out the vehicles, but the communities that are impacted, that uh, can get to new job centers, can access new schools, can get to different housing, can go visit a family member, these are the real owners. So North Hills Community Groups are the owners of the systems which are out there, and without this input, you know, we don't... We, we have to get that voice of what people want to see their system do, whether it's next week or 25 years from now. 
And we can't do it without this partnership. We just, we really, really appreciate you and rely on this information. That's great to hear. I know that Dan Wonders, our transportation coordinator, speaks very highly about the Transit Council, and he is so honored that he gets to attend those meetings and give you guys the feedback that you just mentioned. Can you tell us a little bit about the steps towards improving transportation in the North Hills? Dan touched upon that a little bit earlier in this episode about how he's just so grateful that the Transit Council and you and your team have been making great strides towards improving the transportation in the North Hills. Oh, geez, it feels like forever ago, but <laughs> late 2019, we actually were able to extend out to the North Hills and connect to the CCAC campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the first uh, areas where we've actually been able to expand our footprint, but it was so important for us to reestablish some of these ties, which we've had in the past. So we've been out through Ross and, and McCandles. We have our parking rides, but there was so much more that we that we might have served in the past, and it's important to put those connections back. Longer term, the north portion of Allegheny County is one of the separate focus areas for next transit. That's our 25-year plan. So you can go to nexttransit.net. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get this website wrong. Um, <laughs> go, to, go to our Port Authority website. You can link over to Next Transit. There's only one T, N-E-X Transit. And you can see all this information and what the long-term vision is to really build these great connections, you know, what kind of technology will it be? How frequent will it be? And I'm really excited that we can have these conversations together, you know, because if we don't dream it, we're not going to be able to build it. That sounds like amazing transparency with the community. We'll definitely see if we can link that on our social media, too, because we oh, try to... You. That, we, that would be wonderful. We, yeah. We want as many voices as we can get. Yeah, I mean, many of our community members that we serve through our organization struggle with transportation, so we try to provide them with as many resources as possible. So that's a great one. Thank you. Great. One thing I think that would be interesting, uh, CEO Kellerman, is it, just what got you interested in this industry? What got you interested in this field? I, we actually, Eric and I both have young daughters. I don't know that somebody, when they are in fifth grade or eighth grade, you know, say, I want to be the CEO of a large transportation system someday. What kind of got you interested in this field and this type of work? Wow. So we say in transit, usually tongue-in-cheek, that nobody starts out to say they're going to get into transit, and here we go. Um, (laughs) uh, People might say, hey, you know, I'm going to start off, and it looks like driving a bus is a good career, and it's solid, and I I know I can take care of my family. So we have a lot of folks who start off with that. When I, geez, when I was six, I wanted to be president, but by the time I was 10... I decided probably that would be too much work, but I I knew I wanted to do work that would help where I lived. So my father was military, my mother was a librarian. So to me, their jobs were really great ways to impact their community, right? Uh, Very, very public service. So I pursued a master's of public administration because I wanted to have that foundation to be able to get into public service. And honestly, the first job that I could get after grad school that had benefits was in transportation and transit. I know that sounds funny. I'm (laughs) dating myself, I'm sure. And I loved it. I absolutely loved that I uh, could get out into my community and meet folks. I loved that I could work with them. 
to solve their issues about how to get from A to B. There is uh, enough analysis and rigor. So like that part of my brain was challenged too, but nothing, nothing was better than getting out there and seeing the difference that my work made. And I'll tell you now, you know, just a few years later, of course, my two favorite things, my, my absolute favorite thing is still when we can hear back from a community or, you know, a person who says, wow, I could move closer to whatever, or I could get a different job, or it was so easy for me to get to this different grocery store. Thank you. That's still one of the great, great thrills of the job. And the, the other one that I absolutely love is when I can walk through downtown Pittsburgh or East Liberty or the neighborhoods where I'm conducting my business, and I wave at our bus operators, and they wave back because we know each other. Either, uh-huh. It's just such a rewarding, you, know, you just get to help so many people in so many ways. I can't recommend it highly enough. So people don't get into transit. People start off saying, I want to make my community more livable, so I'll pursue this, this degree, and boom. Or people will go to law school because they're very interested in what these, these systems are. But it's that drive for public service that will get them here. So you might not start out here, but it's a great, great, great industry to be in. Catherine, I think Tom and I can both relate to everything you said, because although we're talking specifically about transportation and the Port Authority right now, so much of that was applicable to what NHCO does here and just seeing the results of the work that you do and how it's affecting your community positively. I mean, we get it. We're right there with you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for your service. There certainly has been a difference made in this region since your arrival in 2018, and we are very grateful for that. That was CEO of the Port Authority, Catherine Kellman. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us. That's going to wrap up our second episode of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. Please check out our website, www.nhco.org. And also, if you'd like to recommend a headline speaker like CEO Kellman or CEO Scales, who we had on episode number one, feel free to email us at podcast at nhco.org. I'm Tom Baker, your co-host, along with Erica Cochran, Director of Development and Communications. And we are proud that you turned into the Get to Know NHCO podcast. We'll talk to you again soon.